As I said, here is the last episode of Recovery, sort of, where we were supposed to talk about unity, but we got sidetracked a billion times. And so I'm going to post this in hopefully digestible, tiny enough pieces for anyone to enjoy because this is my podcast and I do whatever the fuck I want. And so this is Billy and I supposedly talking about unity. And if you enjoy conversations like this, but preferably more on topic, you can find us at recoverysortof.com and expect parts two through however many there are to come following. Enjoy. I'm a lazy boy, there's no doubt about it. Might take a miracle to get me started. I'm a lazy boy, there's no doubt about it. Might take a miracle to get me started. To get me started. To get me started again. To get me started. To get me started, son. You better get up. You better get up while you can. My name's Billy. I'm a person in long-term recovery. And I'm Jason. I'm a guy in long-term recovery as well. And this week, with our changing of the guard of our president and all the crazy violence going on, I just thought maybe it was a good opportunity to talk about unity and what I have come to believe as far as unity and how I think, as individuals, us applying the concept of unity in our lives could help things going forward barf (laughs) so immediately this idea of of unity comes for me my earliest knowledge that it might be useful came from recovery obviously getting involved with a 12-step fellowship that word unity is thrown around quite a bit unity of purpose unity of why we're there and what we're doing and how we overcome challenges and face obstacles, you know, always seeking for this state of unity and having some experiences through that fellowship, then taking that out into my home life and then into my work life. And now what I feel like is into my everyday life. You know, it's, we talk about in the 12 steps, you know, practicing these principles in all of our affairs. And so my belief that unity is a value for me in my life, in my community, in my society uh, has grown out of that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm so lost on this. Not, <laughs> I'm not lost on the whole time. I mean, I get what unity is, but I just, the tie into modern politics and the disunity our country seems to be in and fear of really addressing any of that too much because I I don't want to separate us from being able to be useful and helpful for anybody, right? I don't want somebody to hear a political view on here that dismisses us when maybe we could have been useful for their recovery. And so it, it's tricky. It, it's, it's all very tricky to talk about. I struggle with some strong feelings at times in the political realm, and I've struggled with strong feelings at the group conscience level. Like it's tough, right? It's tough to have a differing opinion from somebody and to really feel internally that my way will be the most useful or helpful and have to argue and not understand why other people can't see the way I'm seeing it. Yeah. And I was hoping that the conversation would go more by the end of it to see how this idea of living spiritual principles is more useful than not living spiritual principles. What I mean by that is 
what is more likely to be helpful in most conflicts? Is it love and a sense of humility and compassion and understanding? Or is it getting my point across the loudest and making sure people believe what I believe and being right? Because I don't think that just being right or winning the argument is always the best path forward. And I would agree with you. I just, I guess to me, the spiritual principles and the ability to interpret them, it's like the Constitution or the Bible, like depending on which interpretation you want to use of them, really skews which direction you head. So I can say, oh, I want to practice the spiritual principle of love. And so I will get along with people who have different political beliefs than me and we can have conversations and this. Or you can say, you know what? My spiritual principle practice of the word love means to advocate for those who have way less than me. And it's not okay to agree with the other political side because they want to do something different than that. Or, you know, my version of love is that I love America and Americans and what we stand for. And so my version of practicing love doesn't let me get along with the other side because they have become the enemy. They are against loving the American principles. So it's like any way you want to apply these spiritual principles or interpret them could be right. I mean, but it's it doesn't really lend itself to all we all get along if you don't want it to. Yeah, I would say that's probably somewhat true. And, and I would go back to, and this is, we're going to get into this earlier than I really thought about, but that's fine. So if you think about like civil rights and the civil rights movement in this country, and you go back to the sort of in the two, I'll say, differing opinions of like a Dr. Martin Luther King, who had this more love, anti-violent approach, and then Malcolm X, who had a very much fight for equality point of view. Like those are two differing points of view for the same goal. Right. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. They seem to be... Uh, kind of. I mean, I, I think you did say Malcolm X, right? Yes. Yeah, Malcolm X's view could be interpreted by many as having a slightly different goal uh, of not just equal rights, but of, you know, black dominance, I think, at times. It, it veered that direction slightly. But yeah, in, in general, it, the goal was definitely to change the current status of, you know... Right, well, and there were other wrong. black leaders who believed in violent change that was necessary that we needed violence and so i would say i don't i'm not going to sit here and say that one form of fighting racism is better over another or that one was the way that we should have done it or whatever what i would say is i for my personal beliefs and values and opinions think that Martin Luther King's approach was better. That's more in line with my values and my beliefs and my goals as a human being because it felt more like his one of his goals was unity. He didn't want to be different than everyone else. He wanted people living in harmony and unity together as brothers and sisters, you know, not seeing color, not seeing race, not seeing these differences. And that to me is a much more beautiful version than let's fight for our individuality. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that lends itself to the very optimistic side of your head. Yes. <laughs> well, of course, I know I'm, I tend to be optimistic towards people. 
But well, as a pessimist, I would say we had both directions. We had the peaceful way of doing it and the angry, violent way of doing it, and neither worked. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was it was definitely uh, it's it's been ugly. That's for sure. Which way do you feel like has resonated better in mainstream society? I mean, well, yeah, we I, still hear more about well, but that's, Martin Luther King and uh, Martin Luther King Day and those things. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there was people that would say who decides that other people deserve days too. <laughs> right. Who who decided that we would let one resonate the the white people that weren't being violently <laughs> like I'm just saying, like the right. people who made that decision were the people who obviously would choose the nonviolent route. Where were those people I mean, they all celebrate World War Two. That was pretty fucking violent. Yeah. Victory Day. Yeah. Why didn't we just uh, you know, celebrate the guys who peacefully wanted to be in harmony. We don't celebrate the guys who peacefully wanted to resist going to Vietnam. We celebrate the people who went over there and fought for democracy. Like, we, we celebrate the violence everywhere else. We don't want to celebrate it when it comes to being against us, though, in our belief. It's just hi- hypocritical is what I'm getting at. I guess that would depend on what you think. They're, they're celebrating these days for what values they feel like they represent within our society. In our society, at least in the U.S. culture, it's valued that we have these brave young men and women who go off to fight for what they've been sold a bill of goods that it's for democracy and freedom around the world and those sorts of things like that's an admirable quality that we want in people why didn't we admire malcolm x he was doing exactly that he was fighting for equality a young man who was willing to fight for the belief of equality (laughs) exactly because it was against us Yes, and it depends on, yeah, that gets very judgmental on whether you feel like fighting within the system or without, from outside of the system is better. You could argue that these most recent Trump supporters were doing the same thing. They were fighting for what they felt like was inequality. Whether you agree with yeah. their version of inequality or not is different, but, you well, know, they were. I'm just saying, as a government, we did not go over to, like, south vietnam and try to work from within the system (laughs) like we went over and fought it from outside of it and celebrated it maybe not vietnam so much but other wars i'm just you were saying who do we memorialize and i don't think we memorialize him because necessarily his beliefs or spiritual principle practice i think we choose him because that's the version we want to see it kind of like you know we had sylvia on and she talks about how people tell her how she's allowed to act and how they judge her when she talks, right? Like, like she's not allowed to be the loud, angry black woman. You know what I mean? Like, it, we still decide and dictate how people are allowed to be when they're talking based on their race and, and you know, ethnicity and culture. And so I just think we, you say we, we celebrate Martin Luther King, which I agree we do, but I think you're saying we do it because he's, his spiritual principles were so much better, and I don't think that's why we do it. I think we do it because he fits in line with what we want out of black people, personally. Yeah, and I come from a more optimistic is that's a... <laughs> I know a, you do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not necessarily saying he represents our spiritual principles. I, I guess I would say his teachings are more in line with my spiritual principles. Hmm. I think he represents values that our country would like to represent like he's and maybe you're right maybe he's the fits into the narrative of what we want black yeah. people to be yeah he's the kind black person he's right. not violent or angry he's yeah. he's he can move into our neighborhood he's nice 
So calling it like I see it. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I mean, look, we talk all this mess about Gandhi and all these wonderful, peaceful leaders, but don't a whole lot of us try to actually be like them. We don't want the U.S. to be like Gandhi. We want to be dominant and dictate to the world how the fuck it goes. We want to be number one. We're not worried about being like Gandhi and peaceful and in harmony. Yeah, see, and that's like I don't want to be all the. I think all those things lead to all of our problems. Like. This dominance and being the leader and being number one and we got to. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm in agreement with that, but I'm just saying as a unified country, I'm pretty sure we want to hold on to our number one as a majority. We want to hold on to our number one position and we want to be, you know, the, the most we would live in fear if we weren't the number one military in the world or whatever we want to call ourselves. Like, why do you think we put so much money into our military like we don't actually aspire to be like gandhi or martin luther king or peaceful we that's not what we want to be as a country we talk about how great these guys are but we don't actually none of us really want to be them well i don't know that having a weaker military means you're not peaceful like i at least from what i understand the whole goal of having a dominant military is to remain at peace if you're the strongest guy, people don't tend to mess with you. The problem is we have this military-industrial complex that feels a need to go out and enforce our morality around the world. If we just stayed at home and sort of worried about ourselves more, I think that would be better. <laughs> like, I don't think going out into these foreign countries in the Middle East and, and sort of and trying to do like an enforced morality kind of thing is is worked out very well. I don't think building the most bombs keeps you safe. I think that's preparation for war, personally. But we could probably cut all this out. Yeah. This is way off this, unity. Yeah, it is way off unity. <laughs> so go ahead. I'll, like, I'll right. follow along. That's okay. I'm trying to follow. 